coming to you live from the basement of an abandoned house in the middle of a field. It's the Derek Izzy Show. Welcome to the Derek Izzy Show. I am the aforementioned Mr. Izzy, and that was Moses Ronald with our show introduction. Moses, I just want to thank you being the show introductionist and for all the work you do. Thank you very much, man. Why, thank you, sir. I love my job. Yeah, and maybe as we get more listeners to the show, we can expand our equipment here and get you a a nice... Nice microphone, that way we don't have to worry about your feedback. Yeah, I know. Maybe if we had more listeners, then we could afford to get some better equipment. Well, one way we can certainly do that is by thanking the sponsors of our show, the lifelong sponsor, Izzy Racquetball. Go to IzzyRacquetball.com for all of your racquetball needs. And we have NatureBox. Now let me tell you a little bit about what we have from NatureBox this month. I got a pack of Santa Fe corn sticks, a pack of Southern Barbecue Sunflower Kernels, a pack of Roasted Sea Salt Chickpeas, a pack of Honey Macadamia Pretzel Pops, and a pack of Sweet Blueberry Almonds. Now, Nature Box is the king of healthy snacks. At Nature Box, they believe that snacking can be a part of a well-balanced lifestyle, which is why they deliver a world of carefully sourced and nutritionalist-approved foods right to your door. Made from the most wholesome ingredients, no artificial sweeteners, flavors, or colors, they make snacking healthy, delicious, and easy. 20 bucks a month gets you the pack that I have, where you get five different snacks, all healthy, delivered right to your door once a month. If you would like to partake in the Nature Box Snack Fest, Just click on the link that's listed on my website on the podcast page, and that will take you directly to the NatureBox website, and it lets them know that you found out about their product on the Derek Izzy Show. And now, on to today's topic. As the regular listeners of my show know, the show is basically about historical topics, little-known events in our history, and it's kind of an educational show. Well, this being the fourth podcast, I've decided to take a little break from the norm and go off on something completely different. Today I'm going to tell you about some of my recent experiences with airline travel. Recently I was on a flight that was going from the Cincinnati airport to the Denver airport. There was a late plane arriving in Cincinnati, and of course we couldn't go anywhere until the plane arrived to take us to Denver. What was the reason for this late plane? As the pilot explained, they were unable to find a crew member. This is the stupidest excuse I have ever heard. What industry delays the entire operation due to one person's incompetence to show up for work? They never really told us where the crew member was found, just that they were unable to find the crew member, and that's why the flight was being delayed to reach us. I hope they weren't stuck in an overhead bin somewhere, but 
I've never heard of an industry that operates like this. You know, when you go to McDonald's for lunch, do they tell you, oh, well, we can't serve lunch today because the person who runs the drive through register didn't show up yet? We couldn't find them? You know, that's not an excuse. Shutting down an entire operation just because of one person not showing up for work. And this was United Airlines. United said in one of their ads on a recent flight that I was on that they have the best on-time service in the industry. How is this on-timeliness measured? My personal experience with United over the last three years is about 66% on-time service. Is that really the best in the industry? Or are my flights just exempted due to reasons why they were late? You know, weather? Okay, I could understand that. Are they exempted for maintenance? I've had several flights that were late because of the maintenance issues with the plane. Or maybe they're exempted when they're unable to find the crew members. Here's something else that I noticed. Before the plane hits the runway, the flight attendant checks the cabin to make sure that everyone is buckled up. You can tell that this is a federal government regulation because of the stupidity here. Now, what I mean by that is they tell you to make sure you're buckled in, and then they check you to make sure you're buckled in. And then after the plane starts to head towards the runway, they go through the safety items. And what's the first thing they tell you during the safety items? It's how to operate the seatbelt. Well, if they're checking to make sure you're compliant before they tell you how to operate it, that's kind of inherent stupidity there. But that is the typical regulation handed down to us by our brilliant federal government. And honestly, if you don't know how to operate the seatbelt on an airplane seat, you really shouldn't be flying on the plane because you're not intelligent enough. You know, on small planes, they make you check your bag if they don't think it will fit in the overhead bin. Well, not me. I refused to check my bag when they told me to. And you know what? It fit in the overhead bin. Just like I said it would. Speaking of bags, too many people are taking bags on their flight because they don't want to check their luggage. There's a limit. One carry-on and one personal item. I can't tell you how many people ignore this rule and the airlines do nothing about it. This just pisses me off to no end. Another thing, the overhead bins aren't even large enough to handle one carry-on per person. Have you ever noticed this? The next time you're on a plane, count out the amount of space above your seats and count out the number of seats. There is not enough space in the overhead bins if each person brings one bag to put up there. I don't know whose dumbass design that was, but the planes are not designed for this purpose, and I don't understand why. Another thing, cell phones. Cell phones are now allowed to be turned on during takeoff as long as they're in non-transmission mode. This is great. If they're in transmission mode, then they have to be turned off. But I forgot. I left my cell phone in my carry-on bag, and it was still turned on for the whole flight in transmission mode. But guess what? The plane didn't crash. Now, maybe some of you have experienced that. 
this is actually a real threat, but the odds are very slim. You know, they tell you that the cell phone could interfere with the transmission of airline equipment and with the flight deck and everything, and that is a possibility. But the odds are so slim, uh, maybe a good comparison would be if you're in a plane and you're sitting in your seat and you're not wearing your seatbelt, there's a chance that you'll get thrown out of the seat and killed. Well, that's about the same chance that your cell phone has of screwing up something in the cockpit and making the plane crash. Another thing, non-smoking lights above the seats. Is that really necessary? Who in this day and age would smoke on an airplane? I mean, do we really need that little sign? The flight attendants tell us this over and over again. What about electronic cigarettes? There's no fire hazard there. They announce that there's no smoking in the airplane lavatory. What about sex in the airplane lavatory? I mean, while we're on obvious things, why not announce that? During your pre-flight announcements, they say during a loss of cabin pressure... Oxygen mass will drop from the ceiling. While the bag may not inflate, air is flowing. If they can't keep cabin pressure inside the cabin, a basic function of the airplane design, how can I be confident that air is actually flowing through my non-inflated bag? I can't do it. Your seat cushion may be used as a flotation device. When's the last time this was used during a water landing? I mean, it's nice to know my seat is a flotation device. But I'm more worried about getting out of the plane before it sinks and we all drown. Can I get a can of shark repellent with my seat cushion flotation device? Here's another one. Keep in mind, the nearest entrance, uh, exit, oops, may be behind you. There's a gay joke in there somewhere. Now the flight hospitality. They give you half a can of soda to drink. I just paid $700 for a plane ticket. I should get a freaking massage for that. You can't afford to hand over that second half can of soda? What does that cost, 25 cents? Are the airlines really in such dire financial shape that they can't afford an extra 25 cents of soda? People complain about the size of the airplane seats. Now, I'm, I'm 5'11", 165 pounds. Yes, I've lost weight and I'm in great shape. And I barely fit in the seats. I've actually considered paying for two coach seats just so I can stretch out and have more room. You know, forget about the overweight passengers. I want two seats for myself. Why isn't there a personal hygiene standard on the plane? I had two of the worst smelling people sitting next to me on a flight to Kentucky, and I'm stuck with it. I can't call the flight attendant and say, Excuse me, miss, can you reseat me next to someone who actually bathes and wears deodorant? That wouldn't be right, would it? I don't know, maybe I should try that. And the seat selection. While it's very convenient to get the seat right next to the bathroom on the plane, because you're right there and you can go when you need to, don't do it. The smell will ruin your flight experience. I'm not sure why people can't hold their bladder for two hours straight, but if you sit next to the bathroom, you will see a line of people who are unable to manage their digestive systems. I counted 17 passengers who use the bathroom on a two-hour flight from Dallas to Denver. There's bathrooms all over the airports, and they're a lot bigger than the one on the plane. And for the men out there, the toilet in the airport does not move. 
That's the one you should use. Have you ever tried to hit the toilet on an airplane that's going through turbulence? It's not easy. Another thing they talk about, window shades. Why do we have to keep the window shades open during takeoff and landing? This is another brilliant federal regulation. What's the possible danger of having a closed window shade? If anything, it should be safer when it's closed because it provides an additional layer of protection should something break the glass in the window. But I guess if it's open, you can see the plane coming from the other side that's going to hit your plane. Maybe you can alert the pilot. I don't know. Not sure on that one. How about crying babies? That's a tough one. Babies cry. Why can't we invent an oral sedative to handle this problem? Knock the kid out for two hours. It can't be that hard. We have brilliant scientists in this country, and I know this would be a big seller if someone would invent it. There's your idea. You want to get rich? Go for it. Sign me up with 10% of the royalties, though. You heard it here on the Derek Izzy Show. Now, the TSA. I could rant about them, but I think I will stop here and end with a few good things that I've noticed. Good thing number one, the airline app. If you have a smartphone or electronic device, get your airline's app on your phone. You can see flight delays, gate changes in real time, as well as be alerted by text message if there's any schedule changes. But overall, I think we have it pretty good. Put things into perspective, how did our grandparents travel across the country? Well, they hopped into a car and drove 40 hours on a week-long trip just to reach their destination. And today, we get upset about a one-hour flight delay. Well, as I end the program today, I am going to leave you with a clip from a news broadcast about a delayed flight that a pilot actually makes a very sincere and candid apology for. Heavy delays have tempers flaring and eyes rolling at airports all over the country. In Dallas, CNN affiliate WFAA reports that one American Airlines flight sat at the gate for nearly five hours. That's without leaving the gate. One passenger said the airline told them they could get off, but also warned them that they could be leaving at any minute. And now listen to the pilot's apology to his passengers. It's, it's beyond reproach. I have no, no words to tell you that, that how sorry I am for all of this. Um, this. This is a name way, way above our, our heads. And uh, my people, that obviously, in my humble opinion, don't have a clue what they're doing. Certainly not something you hear every day. Meanwhile, American Airlines offering up this statement, quote, our hindered ability to de-ice and approach aircraft with ground equipment, jetways, and ramp stairs created serious delays for aircraft inbound and outbound. Operating safely was our focus. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Derek Izzy Show. Before I close, I'd like to say a shout out to Nellie Lopez, Happy birthday! April 1st is her birthday. She's a fan of the show from California. And thank you to Izzy Racquetball and Nature Box for partnering up with us for all of our endeavors. Hope you've enjoyed this show and be ready for next month's show. Good day.
Thank you.